This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So there's been a lot of talk about Apple, because obviously it's reporting earnings, and it's been a value stock for a long time. I would say five or six years at the minimum. It's been uh, a true value stock trading with a PE under 15. It got really cheap there for a while, around 10 or 11 times. And now it's a little more expensive. It has a P of 17 now, but everybody's going on and on about it being a value. And I still consider it to be one. And especially compared to the other FANG stocks, it's obviously the most, uh, the cheapest out of all of them. So it gets a lot of glory, let's just say. Uh, It's also getting some glory because after this earnings report, which was solid, it, the shares are busting out to another new high. So they're up about 16% now year to date. They're up about 11% before the earnings, which is beating the S&P 500, obviously. So that's not too shabby, but it got me thinking that, you know, are there any other value stocks that are also busting out and that have been maybe even hotter than a stock like Apple? And so um, I went around to obviously create a screen to search for what I consider to be rare, rare creatures, the momentum value stock, because it is a little bit strange to see value stocks busting out or with high momentum, Uh, because after all, value stocks are supposed to be this, you know, secret, like no one knows, nobody's watching them. And many of the ones we talk about on this show, on this podcast, are being ignored. They've, they're down on their luck. They've been sold off for some reason. So they're going the other way. <laughs> they're going down, not up. But there, there are always these uh, few stocks that have the momentum, but that are still values. So I wanted to screen for them and I wanted to get the real hot ones. So the first thing I put in the screen was for companies trading within 10% of their 52-week highs, because that would give me at least, you know, some of the momentum for sure. And after I did the screen, it actually tells you how close to the 52-week high the stock is. And most of them were closer to the 52-week high than the 10% away side. So they side. So these are true breakout stocks with the momentum. Then I required the shares to be a up at least 10% year to date because I was kind of looking at that Apple 11% before their earnings. And so I wanted them to be doing at least as good as Apple um, before the earnings. And so 10%, that's pretty good year to date on this year where the major indexes haven't been doing so great. So um, that would be pretty hot as well. And then I put in some of the value fundamentals. I I use the PE of 15 or under because that is the easiest value metric you can use. And then to get the rising earnings estimates, and because we're in earnings season when I'm running the screen, I knew if I used the Zach's ranks of ones or twos, which are the strong buys and the buys, it could likely but not 100%, but likely mean that the company's already reported. And I kind of wanted to get as many stocks um, that have reported already, although 
a bunch of these are like reporting right this week as we're recording this podcast. But I was correct that a lot of them that were ones or twos are ones or twos because they just reported. They had a good quarter. Maybe they raised guidance and the analysts are raising their estimates. So that's what I want to see, especially during earnings season. I want to get those ones where the analysts are bullish. So I put this screen in and I was a little dubious because I thought it might be way too narrow, especially with the Zach's ranks of one or two. I thought I might have to go to the three, which is a hold. And that's fine. The holds are good. They're about 80% of all the stocks, but that would have given me a lot more names. But I still got 22 stocks when I screened for this. So these are the unicorn type of stocks. So the really good Zach's rank, which there's not many of those to begin with. Then we have stocks that are up at least 10%. They're within 10% of their 52-week highs and their values with a PE of 15 or under. So very rare indeed. I didn't use a market cap here because I did think that would narrow it way too low. I, I I don't know if I only put in, you know, large caps or something. I might have only gotten like a handful because most of the ones that came through the screen of 22 stocks were um, smaller cap financials. There were some smaller commodity companies, but a lot of these were small and mid caps as it was. And so um, it would have been way too narrow if I put market cap in there. But I pulled out five of the value stocks that have this momentum just to take a look and see kind of what's going on. Why are these still values? How are they up so big this year? (laughs) Why didn't we know about them? One of the stocks is one that we have talked about in prior past podcasts, but I have been kind of ignoring it uh, recently, and I'm sure most of you have too, but maybe we shouldn't have. So let's get right into it. So the first one is HCA Healthcare. Ticker is HCA. Some of you may know this one because it's one of the big hospital companies. And um, this is a big cap. This is market cap of $43 billion. So they own 178 hospitals. They have 120 freestanding surgery centers in 20 states and in the UK. They also operate urgent care and emergency rooms. So this stock was really down on its luck when all the negotiations were going on about the ACA last year when various votes on, you know, repealing the ACA were happening. You didn't really want to own hospitals or the emergency rooms or all this stuff at that time, but that's kind of done for now, at least for now. And so the stock has really taken off. So it's up 41% year to date. It's at the new 52-week highs. It did report earnings in uh, July, July 25th, and it's gotten the shares have gotten a big run off those earnings because it was good. But all the estimates by the analysts were up again last week. It's still cheap. As I said, all of these stocks are still cheap. Its PE is just 13.5. Pays a dividend yield of 1.1. So that's not too bad. You get something a little bit extra. Earnings growth this year expected to be 39%. And then 2019, another 6%. So while um, you know it's had this big run, 41%, and obviously... With all of these stocks, you're going to be, because this is what I said when I was looking at them, I'm like, why didn't I know about this three months ago? But it's still cheap. So I still like the valuations here. And um, a lot of them have pretty good earnings growth as well. So HCA Healthcare, HCA is the ticker with that one. And then we're going to switch over to retail. And this is the one that we've talked about in the past, Macy's. Ticker is M. It's right near that 52-week high again. So it it 
It's up 51% year-to-date. It's up big off of its last earnings report. It has not yet reported earnings. It will do so in mid-August. But the shares are hot again because some of the other competitor retailers or retailers who supply them have had good earnings reports so far, specifically Ralph Lauren, which beat the estimate and it Macy's carries some of their clothing lines. That stock hit 52-week highs on the news that there was less price cutting. Um, It's seeing the good sales. So the apparel side still seems pretty healthy. It's rebounded off those 2017 lows now. So Macy's right around its 52-week high, like I said, um, still paying that really big dividend, 4.2%, and shares trading at just 10.4 times. So this is among the cheapest ones, I think, of the ones I have today. Almost the cheapest, not quite. But uh, still, if you can get a 10 PE with everything else, you know, doing pretty well, that's that's strong. Earnings growth, though, for fiscal 2018, up just 2.7, expected to decline next year. So I know some of you are like, well, that might be a value trap. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be. I think the analysts are just kind of taking a wait and see on any of the apparels for, you know, looking further out. So we'll know more after this earnings. And, you know, maybe the story won't be as good as what it was last quarter. We don't know. But still pretty cheap here. So even with this big run, you're still um, getting a lot of value. Then let's change over to the tech area because I always like to find at least one technology stack. Now, this isn't Apple, but it has had an amazing run in 2018. So the company is PCM Inc., I know what you're thinking. Like, what is that? I kind of hate these ones that just have letters for their name. Like, what does that mean? I had to look it up. The ticker is PCMI. This is what the um, subtitle on their website said, the right technology delivered. So that kind of tells you what they do. So they used to be called PC Mall. Yes, M-A-L-L. So I can kind of see why they changed their name (laughs) to PCM. (laughs) But... Their business is booming. They provide technology solutions to businesses, government and educational institutions, and individual consumers. They've been in business since 1987. So if you need like a big computer system kind of thing, these are the guys you call. Uh, They reported at the end of July, July 25th, and they had a record second quarter in both earnings, gross margins, and gross profit. So gross margins... um, Well, gross profit margin was up 120 basis points to 16.5 from 15.3. So that's definitely what you want to see. Commercial sales is their biggest segment. Now, the sales in that area fell uh, year over year. So I was a little bit like, "Eh, what does that mean? But that's because uh, some specific customer deals they decided not to do. Yes, they actually turned down sales because they weren't as profitable And they really have a strategy now in focusing on these higher margin business like the cloud, uh, security side, and advanced technologies. That's why they got the margins up here. That's why they had the record gross profit is because they're now focusing the business on these more profitable areas. So it has a PE of just 9.6, really cheap. But get this, shares are up. I know this is crazy, 127% year to date, and they're still with a PE of 9.6. Now, we only have two estimates. It's a small cap company, and uh, which 262 um, million market cap, so real small, no dividend, 
But um, of those two estimates, you know, we're seeing a raise here because they did increase guidance uh, for the year. So this is an interesting one. They also have some sales in Canada and the UK. The UK, they only started just back in 2017. So if you're looking for kind of a different tech play, this could be the one. Earnings growth, 2018, 82%, and then 2019, another 15%. So I like that double-digit earnings growth there. So that's PCM, which is ticker PCMI. And then we're going to switch over to an area, until I did this podcast, I wasn't really thinking that this could be where the values are, but it makes tons of sense. So the first company is called Evertech. It's EV. E-R-T-E-C, and the ticker is E-V-T-C. Now, this is a mid-cap, maybe small cap. It has a market cap of $1.6 billion, so bigger small cap. And it's a tech and electronic transaction company, but it's based in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So it has a presence in 26 countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. So it does merchant acquiring, payment processing, and it's the owner of the largest debit network in the Caribbean. But you can imagine what happened to a lot of countries that were in Puerto Rico or still are obviously down there is that it's been real difficult since the hurricane down there. So these shares got beaten down. Now things are turning around and so are the shares. So year to date up 69%. So it was a real buying opportunity after the hurricane when everybody was like, oh, the doom, the doom of Puerto Rico. And so now a lot of the value is in these Puerto Rican companies. So PE of 14. So it's cheap, but it's not as cheap as some of the others we've been talking about, but still cheap. 2018 earnings growth of 14.3%, 2019 of 9.1%, but they did just report and the analysts have not yet chimed in. They beat by penny, so those estimates might be adjusted um, up or down. I'm not sure which way they're going to go with that. Revenues were up 10% in the second quarter, and they saw elevated sales volume in Puerto Rico due to post-hurricane recovery. So things are starting to turn around there. They did raise 2018 guidance as well. And they're restarting a dividend. It's going to be five cents, I think a quarter. I'm not sure. It just says five cents a share. It'll be a quarterly dividend. So that's also a good sign. So Evertech, EVTC, if you want a payment processing play in Latin America and the Caribbean. And then our fifth company is also a Puerto Rico play. Like I said, um, there were several on this list of 22, and it does make sense. So a couple of the others were banks, and this one is OFG Bank Corps. Some of you may remember it as I did. It used to be called the Oriental Bank, and now they've just shortened it to their ticker, which is OFG. And this has a PE of 11.7. It's the third uh, biggest bank in Puerto Rico. It has a market cap of $732 million. Year to date, the shares are up 86%. Yes, this, these banks in Puerto Rico were really on sale in 2017 after that hurricane. So we only have one estimate on this company because the small cap banks, that's just how they are. And earnings growth, 6% in 2018, um, up another 13% in 2019. But uh, what they said on their earnings is that the insurance and the federal funding 
Um, also, uh, you know, any kind of uh, investment back into Puerto Rico after the hurricane are now flowing through the system. And the economic, I, I quoted this, economic activity and optimism are gaining momentum in Puerto Rico. So that's a good. And I took a look. Credit quality, they say, remains stable. Delinquency rates fell below the pre-hurricane levels. So that's also a positive um, so yeah, uh, earnings were up 16% in this last quarter and they were up across all facets of their business. Average loan balance is up 3%. Another one you might want to consider, um, here's an extra bonus for you, is First Bank Corps. This is one of the bigger banks in Puerto Rico. These shares also up 62%. That ticker is FBP. They were founded in 1948, so they've been around a while. And on their website, it just says, together we will rise because of the hurricanes there. And then they said the same thing as OFG Bank Corp. They are, quote, seeing recovery in main market, improving trends in employment, cement sales, retail sales, auto and tax collections. So... Um, the economy is getting back to normal there, and they're seeing this big influx of cash from insurance returns and also in the federal money that's flowing in there. So there's some interesting plays here, good areas to look in for value investors, because it's not all just Apple. And all these companies have been outperforming Apple so far year to date in 2018. They're all cheaper than Apple. And um, you can find value in a lot of places. So be sure to look around. And as always, be sure to do your homework on any company you buy. Go listen to those conference calls. Go check out the press releases and dig in a little bit deeper to find out why is PCM up 127% year to date? What are they doing right over there? And should you be um, an owner of a company like that? So definitely do some more research, but let's recap some of the tickers here. We had HCA Healthcare, which is the only big cap here, or big mega cap, I should say. That's HCA, although uh, Macy's, we had that, which is ticker M. That's pretty big cap too. Then we had PCM Inc., PCMI. Then there was Evertech. That's the transaction company in Puerto Rico, EVTC. Then OFG Bank Core, which is easy OFG. And an extra bonus, First Bank Core, which is FBC. So be sure to subscribe to the Value Investor Podcast so you don't miss a single episode. I'm always bringing you the value stocks here every week and other value insights. We can be found on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts with our own standalone program. And you can get us under the Zach's Market Edge name on SoundCloud. So be sure to get us somewhere so you don't miss a single episode. I'll see you again next week.